0: Welcome to Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 29 of The Christian's Daily Walk, by Henry Scudder. Thirdly, frequently reflect upon the infinite excellencies of God and his great benefits. Commune with your soul and cause it to represent lively to your thoughts what God is in himself, what to his church and to you. How precious his thoughts are to you, word. Psalm hundred thirty nine seventeen. Consider often what God has done and what he will do for your soul. Psalm 40, verse 5. Call to mind, With what variety of good gifts he enriches his church and has blessed you, and you will find that you will pass all account and number, when also you consider that God is free in all his gifts to you, who are unworthy the least of them. If you would thus dwell upon these and such like thoughts, they would excite in you a holy rapture and admiration causing you to break out with David into these or in the like praises O oh Lord, our Lord how excellent is thy name in all the earth Psalm 8 1 I thank thee, I praise thee I devote myself as my best sacrifice to thee, Romans 12:1. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Fourthly, be persuaded of God's love to you in these good things which he gives unto you. First, he loves you as his creature, and if only in that respect he does preserve you and do you good, you are bound to thank him. Secondly, you know not, but God may love you with a special love, to salvation. 1 John 3.16, 1 Timothy 2.4 God's revealed will professes as much, for you must not meddle with that which is secret. I am sure he gives all sufficient proof of his love, making offers of it to you in which you are daily receiving the tokens of, both in the means of this life and that which is to come. Did not he love you when, out of his free and everlasting goodwill towards you, he gave his Son to die for you, that you, believing in him, should not die, but have everlasting life? John three sixteen. What, though you are yet in your sins, does he not command you to return to him? Hosea fourteen two 2-4 four. And has he not said, He will love you freely? What, though you cannot turn to him, nor love him as you would, yet apply by humble faith to the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior and great Physician, and endeavor in the use of all good means to be and do as God will have you, then doubt not, but that God does love you, and patiently wait till you see it in the performance of all his gracious promises unto you. 7. Signs to know when God gives good things in love would consider things aright, you may possibly know with certainty that the good things you have received of God are bestowed in love to you. I will only ask these questions. Have God's mercies excited you to labor more diligently to please him well in all things? Have you had a will to be thankful upon the consideration thereof, or if you find a defect and barrenness herein, Has not this unfruitful and unthankful receiving of blessings from God been a great burden and grief of heart to you? If so, this is an evident sign that God gave those good things to you in love because this holy and good effect is wrought in you by them. Again, do you love God? Would you love God and his ways and ordinances yet more? This proves that God loves you, for no man can love God till God has first loved him. 1 John 4, 10 through 19 Likewise, do you love the children of God? Then, certainly, you are God's child and are beloved of God, First John 4, 7. By these things you have proof of your calling and election, that you are now translated from death to life, First John three fourteen. 14. So that, though God may give you some things in anger, as a father gives correction, Yet he never gives anything in hatred and in wrath, as he does to his enemies. All things work together for good to them that love God. Romans eight twenty eight. Therefore, whatsoever he gives to such is in love. Fifthly, prefer the honor and glory of God before and above all things that may be beneficial to yourself. Prefer, likewise, the kindness and love of God in the gift far above the gift itself. Then you will never be so taken up with the enjoyment of the gift as to forget to give praise and thanks to the giver. Sixthly, unto the former helps add this, Lay a holy command upon your soul and strictly charge yourself to be thankful. And since you have such good reason for it, make no excuses against it. But say with David, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, etc. Psalm 103, 1 Lastly, To all other means, join earnest prayer to God to give you a thankful heart. It is not all the reasons you can allege for it, nor all the moral persuasions you can propose to yourself can effect it. Though these be good means, yea, God's means, yet if you go about to raise your heart to it in the power of your own might, all will be In vain, for as you cannot pray but by God's Spirit, so neither can you give thanks but by the same Spirit. Therefore, say as David did Renew, O Lord, a right Spirit in me, and open my lips, that my mouth may show forth thy praise. Psalm 51. 10 through 15. Section 2 of the Real Proofs of Gratitude and Thankfulness to God. It is not enough to profess and utter praise and thanks to God, but you must give real proof thereof. First, by devoting and giving yourself to God. Romans twelve one. To be at the will of him who is your sovereign Lord, who gives you all that you have, who is always giving unto you and always doing you good, paying your vows to him that performs his promises to you, Psalm 116, 14. Let it appear that you acknowledge him to be such an one as you say in your praises and that you stand OBLIGED AND BEHOLDEN TO HIM INDEED, AS YOU SAY IN YOUR THANKS, IN THAT BOTH IN THE FRAME OF YOUR HEART AND THE CONDUCT OF YOUR LIFE, YOU BEHAVE TOWARDS HIM AS THE ONE WHO ONLY IS EXCELLENT, WHO ONLY IS GOD, WHO IS YOUR GOD, THE GOD OF YOUR LIFE AND SALVATION, AND THAT IN ALL HOLY SERVICE, FOR THANKS Living is the best way of thanksgiving, and it is a divine saying. The good life of the thankful is the life of thankfulness. Wherefore, let every new mercy quicken your resolution to persevere and increase in well-doing, serving God so much the more with gladness of heart because of the abundance of all things, Deuteronomy 28:47. Secondly, do good with those blessings which God gives you. For every good gift is given to a man to profit with all, 1 Corinthians 7, 7, not only himself, but every member of that body whereof he is part, whatsoever good gift God has given you whether temporal or spiritual. It must be employed to God's glory and to your neighbor's good, as well as to your own, as you have opportunity. If riches and the same rule will serve for health, strength, wisdom, skill, etc., be given to you, you must honor God therewith. Proverbs three nine. And as God prosper you in anything, you must communicate to them that need. 1 Corinthians 16.2 As to the poor, sick, weak, simple, and ignorant. If God give knowledge, faith, spiritual wisdom, ability to pray, or any other of his rich graces, you must not hoard them up and keep them reserved for your own private benefit but you must communicate them to others and improve them for the promoting their spiritual good and edifying them in faith, hope, and love. By communicating your good and common gifts of God in this sort, you make yourself friends with them. Luke 16.9 against the day of need, and when you honor God and do good with the talents which God puts into your hand, then you make the best improvement of them. He who thus walks with God in prosperity shall certainly find him to be his sure friend in adversity, and when he shall be put out of his stewardship at death, then he shall be received into the everlasting habitations. Luke 16.9, when the more you prosper, the better you desire and endeavor to be and do more good. This is an infallible proof of true thankfulness and is an evident sign that you walk with God in prosperity as he would have you. Give all diligence, therefore, to learn this lesson, how to be full and how to abound Philippians 4.12 But no, it can be learned nowhere but in Christ's school and can never be practiced but by Christ's strength. This is it which the Apostle had learned and said. He was able to do it through Christ and strengthened him. Philippians 4.12-13 and 13. It is a most needful and high point of learning to be instructed, and to know, everywhere and in everything, how to be full and how to abound. Of the two, it is more rare and difficult than to know how to be abased and to suffer want, which shall be the subject of the next chapter. This concludes episode 29 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.